Give you all a very warm welcome to this morning's worship service. We are grateful to our own pastor who will be leading this time and bringing to us God's word. We meet later on in the day at six o'clock for the evening service. Thank you. Thank you. 
praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and unto thee shall the bell be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities for thou against me, as for our transgressions thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest, and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Let us come now to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. O gracious God, we come to thee. How wonderful is the thought that we sinners here upon earth can approach such a holy God as thou art. Forgive us our latest sins, O Lord, as we have been reminded there. We thank thee for the blessing that thou hast drawn us to this hour of worship. And we come to worship thee. Help us to worship thee in spirit and in truth. To give thee that which is due. O Lord, help us. O Lord, as we come, we're mindful again of our Saviour and what he has done for us here upon earth. We thank thee for Calvary's love. We thank thee for the sacrifice that he made for us as our substitute. That we would even have access now in this hour of worship. Have all the glory, smile upon us, and be glorified here, for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Our first praise is Psalm 100. Psalm 100, we're singing verses 1 to 5, to the tune, Old 100. All people that on earth do dwell, sing to the Lord with cheerful voice. Him serve with man, his praise forth tell. Come ye before him and rejoice. Psalm 100, the first version, verses 1 to 5.
if you would turn with me in the Old Testament to the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, and we read from verse 1 to the end of the chapter. The Song of Solomon, chapter 2, and we read from verse 1. I am the rose of Sharon, and the lily of the valleys. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Stay me with flagons, comfort me with apples, for I am sick of love. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand doth embrace me. I charge you, O you daughters of Jerusalem, by the roads and by the hinds of the field, that ye stir not up, nor awake my love, till he please. The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe or young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall, he looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For though the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of the birds is come. And the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree put forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. O my dove, thou art in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance, let me hear thy voice, for sweet is thy voice, and thy countenance is comely. Take us the foxes, the little foxes, that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. My beloved is mine, and I am his, he feedeth among the lilies, until the day break, and the shadows flee away. Turn, my beloved, and be thou like a roe or young heart upon the mountains of Bethlehem. Amen. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of his holy and precious word. Now we note there in verse 3, the tasting of his fruit. In light of that, we're going to turn to Psalm 34, verses 8 to 16, and the tune is made. Psalm 34, verses 8 through to verse 16. And the tune is main. O taste and see that God is good, who trusts in him is blessed. Fear God his saints, none that him fears shall be with want oppressed. Psalm 34 verses 8 to 16, and the tune is main.
unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified and the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium and they called together the whole band and they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it upon his head and began to salute him hello king of the Jews and they smote him on the head with a reed and did spit upon him and bowing their knees worshipped him and when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put on his own clothes, put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon, the Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him unto the place, Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull. And they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon him, what every man should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of his accusation was written over, the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled with saith, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that didst destroy us the temple, and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking, said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others, 
himself he cannot say. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reviled him. And when the sick Pharaoh was come, there was darkness over the whole land unto the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by, when they heard it, said, Behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice, and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom. Amen. May the Lord again bless the reading of his holy, infallible, and precious word. Let us come again to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-blessed God, we thank thee again for the reading of thy word on this thy holy day. And we pray that we would benefit much through Christ as we sit under his shade spiritually, that we might know that tasting, that refreshing, that comforting, O Lord, this day, as we by faith take the fruit, O Lord our God, we thank thee for his voice, and may we hear his voice further as we sing, as we turn to thy word. O oh Lord, may we hear the voice of our beloved. Oh, how blessed we are that we are in union with him, that lasting union which will never be broken. Oh, how blessed we are. We thank thee for him, our beloved Saviour. How blessed we are to know him, and the prospect of enjoying him forever and ever in the heavenly world. Oh, we pray that we might know much of Christ today. We read there again of his sufferings, and we were humbled. Oh, what he suffered for us at Calvary, how he was so treated. Just prior to Calvary, how he was spat upon. What cruelty, but what love for us, that he endured the sufferings to set us free, that we might be justified. Oh, how blessed we are through Christ. Oh, may we think much of him today who loved us and gave himself for us. Teach us more and more about these things, we pray. May our hearts be comforted with the blessings of his love. Oh, bless thy word to us today. We pray that thou would help in the preaching of thy word this morning. Uh, give liberty here and in other places, near and far. O oh Lord, we beseech thee, bless thy servant in Salisbury today, we pray for him. And in Totten and Chichester, we pray for thy servant, Pastor Jason Pallister there, that thou be with him in these early months of the ministry there. O oh, be with him, for thy servant in Cardiff and Swansea and Barnstable, for the brethren in Scotland, we would remember them as well. For the church at Carmel, we pray for them, and many other congregations, near and far, this day. Be in the midst, O Lord. As we pray for thy presence, we pray for thy presence in every faithful place today. That all thy people over the land and in this world will be blessed by the King. 
O Lord, we will pray for our brethren that they would know like blessing today. We thank Thee for the opportunities to serve Thee and we pray particularly for the opportunity yesterday at the show. We thank Thee for the store. We thank Thee for Stephen and Annette and all that they did for that. We thank Thee for the Bibles that were taken and the children's book and other items, O Lord. Oh, we pray that Thou would use it for Thy glory. We pray that there may have been a Nicodemus there yesterday who came quietly inquiring. We pray yet, like Nicodemus, that later he would make himself known. Lord, we pray. Continue to bless that work, O Lord. If it please thee, we pray for the coming year, next year, O Lord. O Lord, go before, we pray. And we pray for that which was done yesterday and all that is done here in this place. Use it for thy glory. We pray for the preaching of the gospel. O Lord, bless it today in our land. Oh, we pray that the Holy Spirit was so taken, used. Lord, the word preached today. We pray for open hearts like it was for Lydia all those years ago. For any hero listening online or who is a stranger to grace, if it please thee, take down the barricades over the heart and open the heart, we pray. Be with all the children. We thank thee for them here this morning and their presence. Be with them all, O Lord, from the youngest to the oldest. For those that love thee, strengthen them, O Lord. And we pray that all the children, if it please thee, here in this place, would know in their life that they are a lamb in the arms of the shepherd. We pray for that. Open hearts, Lord. O draw a people to thyself. We thank thee for what thou art doing in this country and in other countries of the world. We pray particularly today for the church in Iran. We thank thee for such growth in Iran. Bless thy servant, Pastor Puyan, in what he seeks to do for his countrymen here in this country in Iran. Lord, keep the new converts there in Iran. Protect them, we pray. We thank thee for their example and their devotion to thee. We thank thee for what thou art doing in Iran at this time. We give thee praise. And in other parts of the world, we particularly remember the brethren today suffering. We pray again for the brethren in North Korea and in Eritrea and China. Oh Lord, be with them, particularly in North Korea. Our thoughts will go to today. Oh, be with those suffering in prison, those on death row. Oh Lord, we pray for them. We remember this country. Thy will be done in view of a future Prime Minister. We pray for our present Prime Minister. If it please you, he would seek thee in his life, O Lord. We pray for the situation in different parts of the world where there was difficulty. We remember again the situation in Ukraine, these long months that have passed. We pray yet the war would not go into a year, O Lord, or years. O Lord, we pray for an end to the war. We pray for thy people in Ukraine, but also thy people in Russia. O Lord, we are mindful of the blessing of a faithful translation for the people of Russia in recent years. Yet now great difficulties have come. O Lord, strengthen thy people. May they be an example in Ukraine and in Russia. 
at this time. So hear us now in our prayers. Go before thy people. We pray for those who are laid aside through sickness. We pray for Isabel today. That thou will be with her. And may she know that restoring in coming days. May she soon feel better. O oh Lord. Others who have particular concerns at this time. Go before them. Thou who art the God who provides. For thy name is Jehovah Jireh. And we thank thee that thou art the God who leads. And Lord lead thy people on. We thank thee for the shepherd's dealings. He gently leads those that are with young. O oh Lord. So hear us now then. We pray that thou will be glorified. Bless the preaching of thy word. Give help O oh Lord. For Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. For the preaching of God's word. If you would turn with me to our first psalm. Psalm 22, we're going to listen to the Lord Jesus Christ, and as we sing these words, familiar words, we've already read them in Mark's Gospel, Psalm 22, verses 1 to 6, and the tune is, Kilda, my God, my God, why hast thou me forsaken? Why so far art thou from helping me and from my words that glory are? Psalm 22, verses 1 through to verse 6. And the tune is St. Kilda. <laughs> my God, my God, why has
we continue on this Lord's Day morning in our series on fruit. And with that in mind, we come to the Son of Solomon, chapter 2, and the third verse. The Son of Solomon, chapter 2, and the first verse. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Dear congregation, on a hot day, shade is desirable. It brings refreshment and delight. A piece of fruit adds to the blessing. Well, this morning, we directly consider the blessings of being under the shade of Christ and enjoying his fruit. As the apple tree among the trees of the woods, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my Well, let's come directly to these words now. First of all, the beloved fruit tree. Secondly, near the beloved fruit tree. And thirdly, the fruit of the beloved. The beloved fruit tree, near the beloved fruit tree. And thirdly, the fruit of the beloved. As the apple tree among the trees of the world, so is my beloved among the sons. The beloved fruit tree. The Son of Solomon chiefly concerns Christ and his church. We only have to go to the road to Emmaus and consider that the Lord made plain to those two disciples that in all the scriptures, including the Son of Solomon, there were the things concerning himself. Luke 24 and verse 27. Our Lord made it plain. We don't need to go any further. However, we could go to Psalm 45 which has been called the key to unlock the Son of Solomon. And in light of Hebrews chapter 1 and other passages, we plainly consider Christ and the church in that psalm, Psalm 45. And in the title it is called the Song of Love. Now it's interesting in verse 2 of Psalm 45, we read, Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy, unto thy lips, Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. With that in mind, we turn now to the Song of Solomon 5 and verse 16. His mouth is most sweet, yea, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. And so you see the psalm is the key to unlock the Song of Solomon. Without any doubt, the song chiefly concerns Christ and the church yes there are lessons for the couple but particularly we consider chiefly christ and the church the beloved is mentioned here in the song of solomon the beloved king and it's the lord jesus christ let me just show you this again by turning to psalm 45 and verse 14 she shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions that follow her, shall be brought unto thee. With verse 15, with gladness and rejoicing they shall be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. Now there we think of the heavenly places above. Where we will meet the king, the beloved king. Well, come with me to chapter 1 of the Song of Solomon and verse 4. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright 
love thee, a chamber, a place here upon earth. And who has brought us? It's the King, the beloved King, who will bring us to the heavenly place, as we see in Psalm 45. Here we see Jesus, the beloved King, here in this psalm. This psalm. The King of glory, the Lord of glory. He who has subdued us by his power and grace and has caused us to yield at his feet. In an initial way, we're there sitting at the feet of Jesus. Notice verse 3. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. We'll consider subsequent times. But through grace, one is brought to the feet of Jesus. Being subdued by him. The beloved king. The beloved husband. Bridegroom here in the song. And we read in chapter 2, verse 16, My beloved is mine, and I am his. He's mine. Oh, let's focus on Christ this morning. The beloved one, and that he belongs to me, my beloved. Begin with this this morning, considering Christ as the beloved one, and then at his feet, enjoying his shade and his fruit. The beloved one. Loved, esteemed. Reverend John Brown of Haddington comments, much valued, desired and delighted in is the beloved Jesus. Beloved. He was beloved of the Father. Remember at his baptism in Matthew 3 verse 17 we read, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Such, such a pleasure the Son was to the Father. Loved, esteemed, delighted in our Lord said in Proverbs 8 verse 30, because he is the wisdom of God, I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Daily his delight. What delight there was in eternity before this world was made. How amazing. There was always such a delight in the Son. The chosen one. Isaiah 42 verse 1, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. There was such delight in eternity before this world was made, and there was such delight in the Son, when he was carrying out the way, even though there was the wrath of God upon him. My soul delighteth, the beloved of the Father, Matthew 12, verse 18, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. The beloved son, the beloved mediator, whom we're to listen to. And just follow this through now at his transfiguration. Matthew 17, verse 5. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the clouds which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. My beloved Son, hear ye him. He's the mediator. What a blessing. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, through his finished work, we're listening. And we view him as the beloved. The beloved one, hear him. Are you listening to the beloved? What do we read in verse 8 of chapter 2? The voice of my beloved. Have you heard his voice? Are you still listening? Even this morning, as you consider these things here, the beloved one, 
the loved one who came into the world to save his people. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Beloved of the Father, beloved of the saints, that is his people. What do we read here in verse 3? So is my beloved among the sons, my beloved. Is that how you're viewing Jesus this morning? My beloved. You love him, you esteem him. What Reverend John Brown of Haddington wrote again, much value, desired and delighted in. Do you value Jesus? Precious words on day in the third chapter. Verse 4. It was but a little that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loved. I held him and would not let him go. I found him. There had been a dark night, but now I found him. I held him because he is so valuable to me. Oh, to hold Christ more. How are you holding Christ in the arms of faith this morning? Increase my faith. One might pray. Oh, to hold him nearer. I held him. And you know, it's a blessing, isn't it? If you go through the third chapter, a time of difficulty for the people of God. Where, oh, where is Emmanuel? They cry. But then there's that fresh discovery and he seems so precious. And it's true, isn't it? There may be a distance. And then we begin to fill the absence. But then there's the fresh discovery. And he's precious. It's true, isn't it? When we know those love visits of Christ and we hold him dear, we don't want to let him go, do we? I held him and would not let him go. How are we at the end of the Sabbath day? We might be troubled about the prospect of a new week. Oh, to hold Jesus at the end of the Sabbath day. As we think of the new week, I held him and would not let him go. Oh, that I would be nearer to Christ this Lord's Day evening, having been blessed by the fruit of the day. He's precious, isn't he? What do we read in 1 Peter 2, verse 7? Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. He's valued, held in honour. He is, isn't he? He is precious. Oh, that he would be more precious, you might say. But he is precious. Though at times love seems small, it's there, isn't it? Faith may struggle, but faith looks up. He is precious. Young people, children, I know some of you, you can say he is precious. Can you all say it? He is precious to me. Oh, that he would be more precious. He who is altogether lovely. Son of Solomon 5 verse 16. His mouth is most sweet. Yea, he is altogether lovely. Never disappointed in Jesus, are we? I'm so often disappointed in myself. But never in Jesus. Listen to Ebenezer Erskine. Her esteem of him is such that she just admires everything in him and about him. Everything in him. We can think of his graces, his excellencies, and everything about him, what he has said. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Psalm 45, verse 2. If a loved one, what did Samuel Rutherford say of Christ? 
O fair sun, and fair moon, and fair stars, and fair flowers, and fair roses, and fair lilies, but oh, ten thousand times fair Lord Jesus. Alas, I have wronged him in making this comparison this way. O black sun and moon, but O fair Lord Jesus. And later on he wrote, O surpassingly fair Lord Jesus. You know there's some beautiful sights, isn't there, in this world? Some lovely things to enjoy. But oh, what are they compared to Christ? And to you who believe, he is precious. And often we've learned more of the preciousness of Christ in the storm. Altogether lovely. The object of great love. Oh, is there love flowing towards Jesus at this moment? As you think of the beloved tree, the beloved one. Remember that lady who came in? She was crying. She felt her sin. But there were also tears of love. And what did Jesus say about her? Her sins which are many are forgiven for she loved much. She loved much. And are we showing this to Jesus? It's interesting Jesus said she loved much. What does Jesus know about your love to him now? On this his holy day. Yes you may be greatly afflicted but he knows that you love him much. Oh, to love him more, is what I say. This love in the heart stirring. You think of a heart, the blood flows around the heart. Is there much love flowing around your heart for Jesus? My beloved one, my loved one, my esteemed one. And a man may have his eye on his new bride. Have you all your eye on Christ? Loving him. Has he your heart? Is your heart aroused by his love? What do we read in verse 2 of the first chapter? Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. But I love is better than wine. A wife will want to be kissed by her husband. Do not we desire to be kissed by Christ? To love him, to know more of his love. The church, the believer, wants to be kissed by Jesus. Because they so value his love. They want fresh discoveries of his love. What do we read in verse 2? Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. One is not enough. Let there be an abundance of love towards me. For I so value thee, Lord Jesus. The beloved fruit tree. The Lord Jesus Christ. Let's consider secondly now. Near the beloved fruit tree. What do we read in verse 3? As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shade with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Finding shade under a tree is a blessing on these hot days. It brings relief, comfort, and pleasure. Well, let's consider the shadow of Christ. And being near to the beloved fruit tree. Think of the shade of Christ. We read of it in verse 3. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. First of all it brings protection from divine wrath. We can think therefore of the shade of Christ's righteousness. There's no condemnation 
because we're covered by the righteousness of Christ, particularly focusing on his sufferings, but it includes his righteous life as his Paul as well. It was the comfort of sins forgiven for the convicted, troubled soul. I sat under his shade with great delight, the shade of his righteousness. What a shade it is. All is well for my soul. I'm accepted. My prayers are heard. I'm pardoned. But then consider secondly, the shadow of Christ brings protection in affliction. I sat down under his shade with great delight. In Psalm 17 verse 8, we be, keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. The shadow. The psalmist was in difficulty. In the following verse we read, in Psalm 17 verse 9, from the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. There was protection under the shadow of God's wings. Protection. And so we can consider here protection under the shadow of Christ. There's the scorching heat of affliction and it draws near. You think of a wildfire. We heard a lot of them, haven't we? What's going on in Europe? But also in this country. A wildfire comes near. Think of the heat, the fire of affliction. It comes near. But there's the shade of protection. There's Christ sitting under his shadow. Christ casts a shadow and there's relief in the trial. There's protection. We see this plainly in Isaiah 32 verse 1. Behold a king shall reign in righteousness and princes shall rule in judgment. And a man, it's the same as the king in verse 1. A man shall be as a hiding place from the wind. And a covered from the tempest, as rivers of a water in a great place, dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. This is a weary land. We know much by way of affliction, but there's the shadow of the great rock, our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. There's a hiding place from the wind, the wind of adversity, a covered from the tempest, shadow of a great rock in a weary land. These last few weeks we've known what it is to be weary, haven't we? In the heat. Some of you enjoy the heat. I don't mind it to the early 20s, but after that it's not easy to bear for me. We've sought shade, haven't we? And we've known refreshment. What a blessing to be under Christ in this weary land. Sometimes we can be so weary we find it hard to look up to him. But the shade is still there. When you're not aware of him, the shade is still there. Some people, they go to sleep under the shade on a hot day. They're not aware of the shade when they're asleep, but the shade is there. Sometimes you're not aware of Christ's nearness, but he's near. There is the shade. What a blessing. In a weary land, even if we don't recognize it at times, the shade is still there. That protection from Christ. We can be weary, but Jesus is there and there is the shadow of protection, but also refreshment in the heat of the trial. And that leads us to consider thirdly, the shadow of Christ brings comfort. So we think of his comforting influence under the shade. 
in affliction in this weary land. We know protection from the fierceness of the heat of affliction, but we also know refreshment. He's the consolation of Israel. Do you follow this through? The consolation he draws near to encourage and console. As it were, he casts his shadow over you as he is near. Luke 2 verse 25, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. The consolation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He draws near. Luke 24 verse 15. Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And he drew near to console them. To bring them direction. To bring them relief. To bring them comfort. For their hearts were sad. <coughs> he draws near and casts his shadow of refreshing comfort. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Now let's consider the shade, the shadow, we thought of that. Well, as we think of it, it implies, doesn't it, that the believer is near Christ. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. There's union, and there's communion. We see this through the Son of Solomon, do we not? Son of Solomon 2 verse 16. My beloved is mine and I am his. There's union. It's real. It's a spiritual union. My beloved is mine and I am his. The Holy Spirit has entered within and implanted faith. There is union. What do we read in Ephesians 3 verse 17? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Let me tell you then. The shade isn't far away. I remember going that long walk around the coastal path at the Purbex. Hours the walk went on and there was no shade. And my little legs were getting weary. I remember seeing the corner where the lighthouse was. It dosed and so small. And the sun was so hot. I longed to sit down in a shady place but there was nothing on the cliffs on the coastal path. But oh, consider how Christ is so near. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. I tell you, the shade isn't far away. It's a real union. It's a loving union. It's a lasting union. Forever with the Lord we shall be. Oh, what a blessing to be near to Christ. I think here, further as we think of this being near to Christ, I sat down under his shadow. He's my beloved. We're near to him. We can think of union. But I sat down under his shadow. I sat down. We are brought near to Christ. In effectual calling, first of all. I sat down under his shade. What a blessing to be near to him. Think of the shade that protects us from divine wrath. The heat of divine wrath. I sat down, oh what grace has done. We've been brought to Jesus, at the feet of Jesus. But then consider further, as we think of this, I sat down under his shade with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. It was then, but I trust it is now as well. I sat down. And so we can think further of times of worship. In the private place. 
in the family place, but also in public. And particularly if we consider the public place, this nearness in a so special way. Yes, he's with us all the time. But where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of them. Do not we desire to be near Christ? I sat down under his shadow with great delight. You think of a group in a classroom. Sometimes the teacher will say, come a little nearer. The students are there in the classroom, but the teacher says, you come a little nearer. I was at a TBS meeting a few weeks ago, and Pastor Fakway said to the congregation just before it started, all come a little nearer into the middle. So we did. Oh, to come a little nearer to Jesus. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. I sat down. Oh, to no prophet. Remember we think of the green pasture. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. Sometimes we can be in a green pasture, but we're not lying down in that green pasture. You know, some people do a tick list. I go to church, I do this. What a blessing public worship is, a green pasture. But sometimes the believer may not be sitting down in the green pasture. What a blessing is when the shepherd maketh me to lie down in the green pasture. And there I'm resting in him. And there I'm knowing refreshment. I sat down under his shade with great delight. He's made me sit down. He's brought me nearer nearer to him in a time of public worship but further nearer to him in my life i sat down his experimental christianity oh we're being brought nearer to jesus in the wilderness in this weary land i sat down under his shadow with great delight see the graces are cultivated joy Oh, we know much of the joy of the lord don't we under the word in the presence of jesus I want to be near him. Sit a little nearer. What do we read in verse 14? Oh my dove, thou art in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. Come nearer. And through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the believer sits down under the word. I want to be nearer. I sat down, I've sat down before, I want to sit down again. Song of Solomon 1 verse 7, see the Spirit here. Tell me, O thou who my soul loveth, where thou feedest, where thou makest thy flock to rest at noon. Tell me, I know, but tell me again. Here's the believer anticipating times of worship in the home and times of worship in the public place, tell me. And you know it's good when our thoughts are towards Jesus before public worship because we want to meet with him and know the blessing of sitting down. Tell me, O thou who my soul loveth. I want to be like Mary in a spiritual way, sitting at the feet of Jesus. But then consider further. In trial, I want to sit down near to him. Think of the shade. It protects us in affliction. Oh, the shade of Christ protects us in affliction. And I want to be nearer to him in affliction. It's a weary land. It's not easy, is it? We can stumble. We find it hard walking. Draw me nearer. 
Blessed Lord, I want to sit down in affliction at the feet of Jesus. Psalm 61 verse 1, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Remember Christ cast a shadow, the shadow of a great rock. Isaiah 32 verse 2, lead me to that rock that I might sit down under his shame. Sitting near to Jesus in trial. Near to Jesus I am through redemption. Near to Jesus I want to be in exercising faith. Near to Jesus in times of worship. Near to Jesus in times of trial. I sat down. And consider here the believer sitting down. The Lord's helping them to sit down. Remember what Naomi said to Ruth. Sit still my daughter and see how the matter will fall. Ruth, she was wondering what's going to happen. What's the Redeemer going to do? Sit still. The Lord helps us to sit still. And it's a blessing when we feel ourselves spiritually sitting down near to Jesus. It's my prayer you might know it again and again spiritually. You discern it. What it is to sit down near to Jesus. Well, we draw to a close. We'll begin this week. We may continue on. Another week, thirdly, the fruit of the beloved. The fruit of the beloved. There's two blessings. Sitting near to Christ under his shade, but also receiving fruit. Now, there is overlap. We'll consider that, but there are these blessings. How blessed we are. A multitude of blessings through Christ we see here in verse 3. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sun. So fair. So comforting, so refreshing. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Just pause, I must say this. Is the believer recognizing what Christ is like? They want to know more. Do not we see that in verse 5? Stay me with flagons, comfort me with apples, for I am sick of love. What a pleasant thing to be sick, is it? I'm so full up, I'm sick. But I want more. I know what Christ is like a little, but I want more of him. So I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. There is the shade and there is the fruit. So many blessings of the covenant of grace from Christ. Fruit. Particularly we consider the fruit of actions, all because of Christ. There is so much fruit. For the people of God. He's the trustee. And there's such blessings in his hand. Listen again to the Reverend John Brown of Huntington. All the blessings of it. That is the covenant. Lodged in his hand. He's the apple tree. And he drops gently the fruit. And by faith we receive. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. And his fruit was sweet to my taste. With the eye of faith do you see the fruit? coming towards you. His hands are full of blessing. We can say the tree is laden with fruit. Certain trees at this time are laden with fruit. Not the plum trees this year. But some of the apples are laden with fruit. There's a particular, particular apple tree in Dorset. Lovely Dorset apple cakes I'm looking forward to. 
because the proprietors give me their lovely sweet apples. Well, it's laden with apples this year. And a month or so ago, the lady said, the wife said, do you want bags of apples? Well, yes I do. Laden with fruit, oh, consider Christ the tree. Laden with fruit, such an abundance to bring refreshment to all his people, which runs into the billions. How laden is the tree with covenant blessings. Listen to John Gill. Christ may be compared to an apple tree, which is very fruitful and when full of fruit, very beautiful, whose fruit is very cooling, comforting and refreshing. Christ is full of the fruits and blessings of grace. In the summer holidays, I used to go, along with my mum and sister, to visit Granny and Grandad. On a Tuesday, why Tuesday? It was market day in Salisbury, and my grandparents used to take us to the market. Well, we used to go to their house, and it was called Old Orchard. And I don't need to go too much into that. You know why their place was called Old Orchard? Because there was an old orchard there. And in the September time, I used to help my grandfather often picking the fruit. Many different varieties of apples. And there were the raspberries, the blackberries, the loganberries, the red currants, the black currants, the strawberries, the plums, the pears. There was so much fruit to be gathered in. And my grandparents would work hard into the evening, gathering in the fruit from Old Orchard on the other side of the forest. My granny used to make for her grandchildren up some squash. And I remember these old orange beakers, thick orange beakers. And I'm sure they tasted of orange. These thick orange beakers, my granny used to get out and she had this lovely orange and pineapple squash. She got her pineapple in the squash along with the orange. And she would make it quite strong. And she would pour it out. It was so refreshing on those hot summer days. Refreshing. And the fruit, the pies she used to make. And the jelly with raspberries and strawberries. And so cool and refreshing. And we used to enjoy eating, tasting. Spiritually we taste the fruit of Christ. What do we read in verse 3? And his fruit was sweet to my taste. This tasting, what did we sing earlier in Psalm 34, verse 8? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. We know those words. What does it mean to taste? We receive, we begin there. And we have in tasting an experimental knowledge. You may have gone to a certain place. and My mother used to take me into Aston and Totten. And you could try the cheeses. To taste them, a tasting place, to see what they were like. And of course, we used to go off and go to one around the corner, another one, and take little bits of cheese to taste, to see what it was like. We took it, an experimental knowledge, when we think of tasting. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's a discerning, and we feel him. We feel that he is gracious. We we'll consider the tasting of the fruit of Christ as a discerning, as an experimental knowledge. Tasting of the blessings of grace. Time has gone so quickly. Consider the fruit of pardon, the forgiveness of sins. How refreshing that fruit is. A blessing of the 
grace. Think of acceptance, how sweet that I can draw near to God. The fruit of acceptance. I can sit down and I know that I'm blessed with the fruit of acceptance. The fruit of peace. The peace of sins forgiven. But further the assurance of God's love. Do not we see that in verse 6? His left hand is under my head and his right hand doth embrace me. There's the fruit but there's the embrace as well. The assurance of God's love. But then consider the fruit of joy that he gives through his spirit. The joy of God's salvation. Now it's important that sinners hear the gospel. It's important that saints regularly hear the gospel. To be reminded of what Jesus has done. Or to go and serve him. To be encouraged to rejoice in what Jesus has done. The joy of thy salvation, says the psalmist. What a fruit it is. The fruit of joy from the hand of Christ. So sweet. Oh, this fruit in affliction. Just a little bite of the fruit of joy in affliction brings cooling comfort to the soul. Through faith we reach out as it were. Oh, consider the fruit of peace. And it's known within because the spirit cultivates within. But then consider the fruit of comfort. So refreshing, isn't it? Think of the hot day under the shade with a piece of fruit. Some of you little ones like strawberries. You think of the strawberry. It brings refreshing, comforting refreshment. Oh, consider the comfort of Christ in this weary land. So refreshing. The fruit of Christ, it's sweet to my taste. Oh, consider the pardon of sins, peace, joy, comfort. It's sweet, isn't it? In a weary land. It revives when you have cool water or a piece of fruit. There's this reviving. All to be near to Christ. Sitting down, receiving. All to be revived. Listen to Spurgeon. There is no shadow like Christ's shadow. And no fruit like his fruit. Oh look to the beloved fruit tree. His fruit is so sweet. There's an experimental knowledge of him and his fruit. What do you want now? You want to sit down again near the fruit tree, under his shade, because he is, his fruit is sweet to our taste. The believer looks back, but the believer wants more. I'm sure you want more of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Oh gracious God, for the blessing it is to be able to say with the psalmist that we have tasted that thou art gracious and with Peter. Though Lord, we have tasted such was the sweetness that we desire more of thee. Oh, that we would know that near nearness of Christ, that we would know much of the shade in this weary land, we would know much of his fruit. Oh, feed us, we pray. Oh, bring us near. Lord Jesus, we would say with the psalmist, I love thee. Look upon the desire of our hearts now. We desire more of thee till we see thee. Hear our prayer for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen.
Our final praise is Psalm 92, Psalm number 92, verses 12 through to verse 15, and the tune is Orlington. But like the palm tree flourishing shall be the righteous one. He shall like to the seed of road of in Lebanon, those that within the house of God are planted by his grace. They shall grow up and flourish all in our God's holy place. And why? Because they're under the shade of the apple tree. They're being fed through Christ. Psalm 92, verses 12 to 15. To the tune Orlington, that like the palm tree flourishing, shall be the righteous one. But like
Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Amen.